check one, two, three, oh, four. Man. All right, we are uh, recording. You are? I am right now. I didn't see you press a button. Oh, I got to press a button down in here, my friend. You this secretly is, pressed I it? I secretly pressed a button. Wow. I was going to get you. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys can't tell, there's a different voice sitting beside me right now. It's usually Zane. Right yeah. now, now it's a manly voice. It's a it's a delicious voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it said manly voice. Like man, Zane's non manly. Zane, voice. Zane is Zane is um no he's manly in a, in a different way. He's manly in a different way. We'll call mm. him that. Effeminate. Okay, effeminate. yeah, okay, we'll call him effeminate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, this is oh this is a special episode because you know people are stuck inside with mm-hmm. this with this 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 COVID nineteen mm. coronavirus whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I figured, let's put out some content for these people. That's what I was thinking. And, and, and Vic got a hold of me. He's like, not you know physically, what? not physically. He 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 got a hold of me on the Twitter yeah. box, and he was like, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to do a a, a a a show today, and and I want to get real with it, like raw. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm all for getting raw. And, yeah, man. And and, and 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 I say we do this. So he came out here. He traveled the. The long and dusty road from Red Hook to Cairo. <laughs> kayfabe, man. Kayfabe. I'm sorry. Sorry. Jesus. I, I can't help it, man. We're all about, you know. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. That's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I guess we could drop the work, we, though, we if we're going With the conversation I'm intending on yeah. having, we'll probably have to drop the work. Oh, okay. shit. Oh, I just knocked right. your whole thing that's over okay. here. It's okay. Zane does at least 10 times a show. With my giant knees. Yeah. So, well, thank you for having me. Hey, no, thank uh, you I appreciate you letting out, me into your beautiful studio here. Definitely. It's, uh, wow. it's definitely getting worked on, but we're, it's beautiful. No, it, it is, is beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. But compared to the other studios I've been in for podcasting, this is the best one. <laughs> this is the best one? Oh, the absolute best shit, one. Yeah. I'm taking that for what it is. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Well, my No, there's something to be said for, you know, liking uh, or having a dream and setting your shit up and doing it on your own. So, yeah. I mean, there's th- that's what you've done here, and it's. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we need more people to do that. We started almost two years ago now, and uh, we we're about 110 episodes in. We didn't get on iHeartRadio until about six months ago. Mm. And but I got to think, Anchor is the place to be to put yeah. up your podcast. You know, I mean, yeah. my man right here's got the Grizzle VD podcast. You ever hear that? It's, it's very good. When, by the way, mm. when are we coming out with some new episodes, sir? Soon. I. I mean, you could come here. You know, no, like, I know that. And just I'm not worried. It. I'm not worried about it. it's the it's the direction of the content. So I, okay. when I'm doing the that podcast specifically, I get into a little bit of my wrestling past and yes. some of the things that I've experienced and some of the stories I have because a lot of times I didn't have a chance to ever really tell those stories. And the time that I came up in my career, it was actually taboo to really brag at all about your accomplishments. Right, so right. Uh, a lot of the things that I did and accomplished in pro wrestling i never really got to share with anybody or do anything and by the time it was uh the business had evolved to the point where it was cool to do that i was in a different point in my career so a lot of the things that i did that were really awesome early i didn't get to share so i I, i'm sharing those stories now and as they come out and podcasting on my own has been something that's i wanted to try and kind of dive into and the journey i've been on especially in the last two years really personally uh, leads a lot of where I'm at with podcasting, professional wrestling, and right. kind of all of those things. So, and you know, I guess we'll probably dive into. This is the first time I've ever talked to any about anybody about all of this really? stuff that I, I yeah privilege now. This is great. Yeah. So uh, the for me, I've had a crazy couple of years, and I, I guess I'll for brevity, okay. I'll start with when I broke my leg. Yeah, d- definitely do that. Let's do that. So we'll fast forward up to December 1st, 2017. I was wrestling in a ladder match 
at Northeast Wrestling okay. in Waterbury, Connecticut, against the Kingdom, Marty, uh, Vinny Marcellia, and TK Orion. Okay, so and the team couldn't make it, huh? <laughs> they wouldn't let they wouldn't let the the Ring of Honor star out of his deal. Wouldn't let him out, huh? <laughs> it was right before the Kingdom kind of went on went and did that whole thing. Gotcha. This was getting them ready to go and do that at Ring of Honor. So gotcha. um, this was actually going to be kind of their last thing there, and on to the next thing. Okay. And, uh, Adrenaline Russell was also in the match. It was uh, Keith Youngblood and um, God, his name just jumped out of my, fell out of my head real fast. Yeah, um, Could have been that King. Uh, he's in King Anthony's court now. Uh, oh. Uh... Damn it, I can't remember yeah, his name either. It'll okay. come back to me in it'll just come one back second. And, like, and he's a good dude, too. We, yeah. we had some great wrestling matches, too. So, But we're, and it, we're in that match, and uh, I, I went to go jump on uh, TK on the floor. Okay. And when I landed, my foot landed halfway on the gym floor and halfway on the mat that was protective there. So when your foot lands like that, my toes kind of hit the wood, right. my heel hit the mat. So it was like a double weird impact, which uh, sent a vibration up through my legs and shattered my tibia into 15 pieces, like oh. right there on the spot. And I knew I was in pain. I knew it was in a bad way and then all that shit. Blah, blah. Right. So I had to go. They There was no ambulance there. They threw me on the back of a cart, like one of those ones where you push at, at uh, Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. Those flat ones. They threw me on that. A bunch of dudes picked me up and threw me in the back of a van. And then I rode in the back of a van in a cart on wheels that was sliding back and forth, like hitting the walls and the sides of the fucking car. And, oh, uh, shit. On the way to the hospital. And then they finally did the x-rays on me, and it was... Uh, my partner was there, Hale, and he's standing behind the, the screen, kind of like, you know, like if, if the doctor was over there looking yeah, at the yeah, pictures, yeah, right? Yeah, and the yeah. doctor's there, and Hale's there, and I, I see the picture come up on the screen, kind of, and Hale looks at it, and he's like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> and I'm like, kind of look at him weird, and then uh, nobody said anything to me for a while. Right. Like, a, a while. And then I, then finally somebody showed me the picture, oh, and I could shit. see my leg was destroyed. Fucking so, shit. So, uh. And it was amazing. I didn't go into shock or anything like that. My, this, this, I don't want it to sound braggadocious. I just have a high pain tolerance. Right. So I, I deal with pain in a different way. Uh, it definitely is a pre preface for this conversation as we're going to have. I'm fucking crazy. So I think everybody should know that going into right. it. I'm well aware of the fact that I'm fucking crazy. I'm obsessive compulsive. I'm crazy. And I have all kinds of negative drawbacks and things like that. But See, they can be negative and positive all at the same time. I knew, I knew I, there was a reason I got it thrown to you because we were back kindred spirits here. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm fucking crazy when it comes to that. So I was at the point where yes. uh, you shattered, they shattered my leg, yeah. and I, yep. I had to go in for surgery. They yep. put some steel plates in there, and uh, I go home from there. And I now I'm facing probably a year. I'm not gonna be able to do what I wanted to do. Jobs. I had uh, three or four like jobs where I was working. They had just done a story about me in the Poughkeepsie Journal where I had uh, I was the face of this gig economy. Okay. So I had a bunch of different jobs, and I was kind of hustling kids at home, trying to make it all work. Right. Break your leg. Couldn't do any of them. Lost my income right away. Um, they put together a GoFundMe, the fans, fans and friends and stuff, which is I'm forever indebted to that. That was amazing, and it got us through like pretty tough time there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was kind of uh, shattered, really, mentally, physically messed up. Like, I didn't know if I was ever going to have my wrestling career back. It was right. taken away from me real fast, and at the point when it was taken away from me, uh, I was on like a bad spin anyway. I was making bad choices. Okay. Anyway, um, personally, like uh, just just bad choices. That's yeah. the best way to kind of put a broad perspective yeah. on it. But it was I was it, when it happened to me. And, and looking back on all this, it all happened very much for a reason. And it was all part of this plan, kind of, <laughs> which is nuts. But uh, um, so I, I took. I wanted to 
basically say I wasn't going to take these painkillers. Right. So I was, fuck these painkillers. I don't need the painkillers. Yeah, yeah. And I was drinking a lot. Okay. And I was drinking to the point where I was having friends who were coming to visit me. If they were coming to visit me, I'd ask them to bring me booze. And they would yeah, yeah, yeah. Smug, sm- like smuggle it in or whatever, and I would hide it in places in the house and stuff. And, it, and it, it, I, was just, I was trying to say, I don't need those painkillers. You're not going to get me with that. And I was really just doubling down on the no, booze. And I became, like, really good at just, like, hiding it. Okay. Which you always hear those stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get good at hiding it. And um, So I was kind of self-medicating there through that. And then we got all the way to March. So this happened in December 2017. Now we're at March 2018. And I uh, got a phone call that my wife lost her father oh. unexpectedly. He went to go visit a friend and unexpectedly passed away. Right. And it was devastating. He was a... Rock for our family, babysat our kids. He was, they saw Papa every day, right. things like that. So we had to go out to Boston. That's where he was visiting. Uh, oh, your modulation here? Yeah, I'm trying to. There we go. Voice modulation. That's right. Uh, so we had to go out to Boston. And when we got out there, I went, I was, I had just been cleared to start walking. Okay. Okay. So I didn't, I had crutches, but I was like kind of walking a bit. Yeah, yeah. Put some Funeral direct. on it. Funeral director, his office, second second story of this building. Okay. Take the elevator up, have the meeting, walk down the stairs, get to the bottom of the stairs, out. Drive all the way home from Boston. Everybody is not in a good way, so I'm, I'm driving with a broken leg because I just rebroke it. Oh, so dude. taking that step down, steps off the stairs, rebroke my leg again. So in a time when my family needed me the most, I couldn't be there. And it was like, again. I let my family down again. Took it real hard. I'm, I'm. Nobody's harder on me than me. You know, mm-hmm. you hear that kind of shit. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody's yeah. harder on me than me, and I was really super hard on myself through that. And uh, wasn't there for my wife like I needed to be because I was emotionally selfish and worried, like dealing with my own shit. And to be there for a spouse through a death is also like tough. Yeah. And we had three little kids. It's all tough. It's all. I'm not telling anybody out there something they don't already know. Right. Life is fucking tough. So we're dealing with all of those things going on all at the same time and um, trying to ultimately my my mental, my brain was built on building this comeback story for myself. Right. I wanted to come back. You know, like everybody loves the wrestler comeback story. So I was building this comeback story about how I was going to come back and what I was going to do. And doctors were telling me, you're never going to, you're never even going to be able to run again, right? Let alone fucking go wrestle. That's not happening. Like you're not going to be able to go do that. Yeah. But you know, more power to you. I've seen some crazy shit done, man. Good for <laughs> you. Go for it. You know, they they came and kind of gave me that kind of prognosis, gotcha. and uh, I just kind of was like so focused on it. it. Was all I was really paying attention to was going to my physical therapist, rehab, just trying to get back yeah. to. Um, but I was also drinking through it again. <laughs> okay so i am going to the gym and like pretending to do some kind of cardio and half-assing it kind of all the way through and next to the gym was a liquor store oh shit <laughs> yeah okay mm. i'm assuming at this point you could probably gauge the level of how i feel like i had a problem there. Yeah. No, nobody else did nobody knew i had a problem okay nobody all right, all right. nobody nobody and, and admittedly now at this point that i'm looking back on it everyone's told me they did not so it's you know uh capable of functioning and hiding my problem at that point. 
but I was very focused on my comeback. I wanted to come back. Right. And uh, I was, I got, we had got, I had gotten the messages from David Arquette on Twitter where he had followed my story and wanted to kind of be a part of it. And then we did the deal at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center where I came out and I did, uh, I got in the ring and like jumped up on the ropes and jumped off the ropes. Uh-huh. And it was like f- war rush. You know, I, I finally, I did what they said I couldn't do. I was there that night, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but just the symbolism of me jumping from the middle rope, landing down, and I could feel my friends and family all collectively like, <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, okay. Shit. And I did what they said I couldn't do. Right. Okay. So I was like, fuck yeah. Now I feel like I'm Superman, but I'm also neglecting all of the other things about what make you a pretty good person. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really focused on like a lot of stupid shit. And, uh. You know, I, I, then it came, we're going to fast forward through that, and it comes to a match we had last March. Okay. Uh, it was a year and two weeks ago. Okay. Against, uh, it was like a gauntlet match mm-hmm. in Northeast Wrestling. And it was uh, um, Mike Gamble and Dexter Liu. Okay. And Brian, or... Uh, The other, the the king's kingdom. Yeah, court yeah the, thing. the king's court. Brian, yeah, Anthony Brian or whatever. It, yeah, uh, was, yeah. The one man Scott took his crown from. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. Uh. So, uh, leading up to that match, I was on Twitter talking shit about the <laughs> kids because I thought they were little twerps, okay. and I didn't think it was believable at any point that those guys could beat me up. Right. I was three hundred and twenty pounds. At that match, H- hiding it with like long sleeve shirt, uh, <laughs> and I had drank on my way to the show. Oh, okay. And which wasn't like a common thing for me, right? But I was also this is an excuse. I was just like in a bad place, yeah, and had like a beer, a tall boy, on the way there. Okay, which isn't like you know, That's downy bad. vodka. Right, but, uh, <laughs> so I drank on the way to the show. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the match, and in the match, one of the kids from uh, hit me hard, kind of. Not, not hard, but Potato like harder, a little bit, right? Yeah, harder than okay. harder than he probably should have, and didn't say, "Oh shit, sorry, dude." Got you right, right. Uh, and was feet like turning his back to me at a point where like it's like. In wrestling, you're taught a certain way, and you don't turn your back on your opponent, right. regardless of whether you were trained in fucking 1980 or you're trained in 2018. Right. Don't turn your back on your opponent. And he kept doing it. Like, fucking, and I would say, I said under my breath, don't do that, and he did it. And then by, like, the third time, he got a chop in the back. I would have done the same shit. That's <laughs> And... Then the story of the match was the other teams had been eliminated, and it was down to the now. And and one of the, the kid that was in the match, the, the idea was that we beat the shit out of him so bad that nobody thinks he could win. And then when we go for a move, he slips behind one, two, three, slides out. Holy shit! They just we didn't think he could do it, but he did it. Right. Classic. Classic. So match. I do the whole thing. Right. Beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. I think anybody that watched it can definitely think, definitely believe I beat the shit out of him. 
whatever. I lose. I get pinned. One, two, three, which I never said anything about. Didn't care. Doesn't matter to me. Never cared. Anybody who ever tells you any different about me is a fucking liar. And I do. I, I, I get done, whatever. Come through the curtain. When I come through the curtain, I am immediately met with, like, emptiness. Nobody will say anything to me except for, like, a group of guys off on the side, and they're all staring at me. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I go, and I go into the locker room, and I sit down now, and I'm, like, out of breath and sweating. And now I'm, like, I definitely, usually when you come through the curtain, you see the guys yeah. and whatever. This didn't happen, and, I'm, and I don't even see hail, really. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? I start taking my boots off and then tell me that they want to speak to me outside. They come into the locker room, shout above everyone else and tell me they want to talk to me outside. Fucking great. I love talking. One of my favorite things to do. Right. Especially to know him a long time. Haven't had any problems with him. Can't wait to see what this conversation about. And I proceed to now have a conversation with these two dudes. That is one of the most disrespectful fucking conversations I've ever had. Been, been a part of by two guys who didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. I can say that to you now, especially having hindsight looking at it, and especially knowing that it was a coordinated whatever it was to make sure that I was perfectly clear in understanding I wasn't welcome there anymore. Really? Couldn't put it any more simply than that. Uh, when I left, angry. I was angry. Right. I was angry. Was just, I was just angry. I was told things about how the business is, how how you work with people, how you train, how you teach, how you wrestle now, and basically told it told me everything that I did was wrong. First of all, and I didn't know what I was talking about, and after all the struggle I had gone through and all the personal shit that I had been is been in with and all i really wanted to do is i just the, the only the only solace i really had at that point in my life was getting in the ring that was the best part of my life honestly other than my children that was the best right was getting in the ring and now these dudes are telling me i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and i'm a, i'm basically stupid and disrespectful and all of those things and looking back on it my attitude going into it of those guys don't look like they could beat me up maybe is the wrong attitude to have in 2020 professional wrestling. And the way that we see the professional wrestling business now, it's very clear that there are some people who believe that that is appropriate. And possibly, if it had been explained to me in a different way or we had discussed it in a different way, things could have been different. But they weren't. Right. That's how it was. Since that day, by the way, leading up to this present moment right now, no one that was a participant in that conversation has reached out to me in any way. Really? To either explain to me what the fuck they were talking about or wow. to apologize or, any, or to even get any other side of it up and including the entire professional structure of the promotion. Right. That is where my association with that promotion ends. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end of that discussion. That is the end of that's that. That's the end of that. There we go. There's still other uh -huh. participants, and I wish them nothing but the best, and I hope that they do really well and succeed, and everybody makes a ton of money, but it won't be with me. Right. Um, on the way home from that show, now, more personal bad decisions. Stopped at a liquor store. or had Maybe had tall boys in the car. Drank. 
the way home. It was oh. snowing. Oh. Okay. Uh, when I get, I'm on a Taconic, mm-hmm. which is, you know, yep. it's snowing, Taconic. The uh, bad road to be on uh, when it's not snowing, by the way. Right. <laughs> and I get off at Bullshead Road. Mm. And when I get off, <laughs> kayfabe, damn it. It's all right. Uh, when, I, when I get off the road there, MJF is pissed at me for breaking his cave. So <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind, I just had the day from hell and all this other crazy right, right. shit. Now, okay, I get off the exit, I make the left right there because I'm about to turn, and the flashing lights go on behind me. I have two tall boy empty cans in the car, been drinking all the way home. I'm fucked. No way I'm not fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, already had had in 2010 a driving with ability impaired. Um, so this would have been just inside right. 10 years, which is now felony if you get yeah, in yeah. trouble again. Yeah, yeah. So. I do have been there. <laughs> mm. So cop pulls up next to the window, pulls pulls like, pulls his lights on, wants me to stop. Right. Pull, then pulls up next to me, which I'd never had happened before. Mm. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? And he's like, where are you coming from? I'm like, uh, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, for what? I'm like, professional wrestling. He's like, okay. And I had my boots on the seat. Yeah. Because my bag was there. And I just like held up my boots, showed him my boots. And he was like, all right. Well, there's a robbery in Pleasant Valley tonight at the grocery store. And a car matching your description is the... Uh, it's a suspect, the, right, so uh, right. can I have your license? So now I threw the window, I hand him my license, and he runs and he's like, all right, man, it's not you. See you later. And hands me back my license, just drives away. And I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Changing underwear when you get home? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just. God was talking to me in a very specific way. So trying to get my attention. Okay, that got me to where I am right now, sitting here talking to you, but I had to go through a lot right. to get to where I'm talking to you right now. Today, as we're talking, I'm one year sober. That's Congratulations. Oh, thank yeah. you, man. And, uh, really. I get to, uh, I, I didn't do it through uh, traditional method. I didn't go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. I didn't, uh, I read a book called The 30 Day Sobriety Solution. Yes, I heard of that, actually. It uh, gives you something to read every day, and it gives you some homework. And you just start to kind of learn about yourself. And I had so much work to do on me that professional wrestling, I couldn't do it right then. Right. I, it was, God took it away from me without me even knowing how he was taking it away from me again mm-hmm. until I was ready, ready to be, to go back and do it. Cause right. the person I was last year in March at that, I was not, not ready to wrestle, not ready to be a role model, not ready to be. Anything I needed to fix a lot of stuff about me. Right. I was, and, and there's a lot of people who are probably going to listen to this and they're like, "Man, I know Rob, I, Vic, whatever Rob Vic. I know, I know him. I, I wasn't going to drop your name, no, but that's yeah, fine. that's cool. I know Robin. I, I didn't know that. I didn't think that about him. Right. I I don't know what to say to everybody. And if I've if by you hearing this lets you down, or you learned something about me you didn't know, or something like that, then I'm sorry that I let down your perception of me, but I've also learned in the last year that the only person that I have to answer to is me. Right. And the only person you have to answer to you, it, it, judgments don't matter. So, cause it's only just people knowing a certain part of a story. Right. Nobody ever knows your whole story. 
you know, you only know fractions of every uh, of everything, and every person you ever meet is only you only see that about of the amount of that person that they ever want you to know. Right. And I became an expert at creating a version of myself for every person I met. So everybody who ever met me never really knew me right. ever. They only knew parts of me that I thought you'd want to know or parts of me that you thought you'd want to get to know mm-hmm. any of those things. And it was never, there was never a, a, a behind the veil of me ever. Right. So it was only a ever, only just a fraction or a percentage of, you know, what, what, uh, what I was or who I am. So, um, you know, and through that I went to, you know, I had to go to, I did some counseling. I did a lot of meditation. I don't know if you've ever done any meditation. I, I, I I try, but you know, I, I kind of, I admit I'm a slacker. So (laughs) it's hard because it's, especially when I got five kids too. So I'm like five. Oh fuck man. Yep. Do you know how that works by now? Jeez. Yeah, it gets cold around here in the winter. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I do uh, floating. Do you know what that is? Floating, no. Don't. So you go into a sensory deprivation tank. Oh, okay. I have one right in Kingston. Okay. Um, it's a uh, kind of like a big bathtub, but it's got a uh, airtight sealed door on it. Okay. And when you get in there, you turn the lights off, and you float in the salt water. That's Epsom salt. Okay. So there's a tremendous flood of magnesium that your body absorbs, and then you have the ability to turn off all of your senses. So your brain never really fully ever gets a chance to rest. I don't know if anybody's ever really given that any thought, but the fact that you walk around all day and your senses are absorbing things nonstop at a a record pace in 2020, uh, to go in and shut your mind off consciously for an, an hour, is about as long as the float goes. You learn a lot right. about yourself, and you get to ask some cool questions, and you get to find out some cool stuff. And I'm not gonna get to, like hocus pocus kind of <laughs> shit, but uh, you learn a lot about you, right. and you you, uh, you have to fix some of the things that aren't right, and you you kind of just it helped me a lot to to get better. I guess that's the best right. way of saying uh, repair myself a little bit, and um. I had to be real. I had to have some accountability. Mm-hmm. I became an expert at not accepting responsibility for anything, which right. was awesome. Right. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> constantly, uh, you know, making excuses for things. And it's better off. I'm, I'm a much better, much better person for having learned that about myself and learning right. what I have. So, um, it feels good to kind of like get that story out right well, off my back i'm glad you could come here and tell that story honestly yeah, dude, i really am i've wanted to tell the story about like kind of what i've been going through for the last year um and it doesn't that it, and it doesn't i haven't even gotten into what's going on in my personal life which has also been super crazy too and um it's been hard but you know it's everybody everybody that's alive right now especially you know everybody's got a a path that they're on and a journey that they're going through and struggles and everybody's got a story to tell and everybody needs somebody to talk to you sometimes too. Right. And sometimes I, or how I went through my process here was that I was very braggadocious and I spoke a lot. Right. I talked a lot and, um, it's this concept of under deliver, but over promise. Mm-hmm. So I would talk a big game, but never followed through with it. <laughs> you know, I, you and I are more common than I thought. <laughs> so you talk, you talk a big game, but then you follow through is bullshit. Sometimes it's like you know, I, I really am like focused on trying to do it, yeah. and then I I get to a certain point, and I'm just like, 
let's try something else. Yeah. Yeah, I I had to like power through that. Yeah. I had to find another way to not accept the excuses from myself right. and to under promise and over deliver. Yeah. And that was how I was able to start building back some trust with people in my life. And I also eliminated a lot of my circle. So French, yeah, uh, I get you. my my circle and it's considerably smaller than it ever was. Zane and my cousin Nikki Sombrero and and Mad Mike Colvin on here mm. is is the circle for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you and now, now you're in here, man. I don't care yeah. what the fuck. Well, you now, say. yeah, now <laughs> I don't care what the fuck you have to say. You're family yeah. now, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's crazy that with that whole part of that journey, right? Right. Where you're learning about all stuff shit. I've also been on like a crazy, unknowingly search for. Why are we here? Question. <laughs> I've been asking that for years. As people, and it led me down a series of pathways that literally have brought us to this moment that we're at right now with this vax, the, or this uh, COVID nineteen yeah. thing, where we're all locked in our houses and stuff. And I, I'm not gonna like sit here and say I'm a flat earther. Okay, because of the as soon as I say that, everyone's going to like probably turn their podcast off. But oh, no, we got some weird fans. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Here's the deal, man. And I've spent a lot of time researching a lot of stuff like I, I, I at one point I was real in on the flat earth thing. Okay, I was like, I, I even I've seen the model. It all makes sense to me. I understand how it all works. Closed environment. Don't worry. The whole deal. But then once like different concepts and ideas get introduced to you and you start getting into the idea of quantum physics. Mm. Okay. And the fact that this whole thing is really just a construct that can be anything that we want it to be. Okay. Because it's not nothing is, is anything other than what you see and what you feel right in front of your face. Okay. That makes sense. Super deep. It is. It's, it, uh, yeah, that's some Super shit here. So, so it's a, it, it's con. Everything, everything is a construct. So the Earth can, the Earth can be flat, could be round, could be anything that you want it to be, and whatever you believe it to be. And with all of these competing theories and their facts and things like that, it's one of the things I can really kind of, kind of hold on to is that this whole thing is whatever we really want it to be. Okay. So, and it's created a lot because there is no, there is no past. Right. Past is non-existent and the future completely non-existent and the only thing that matters is now is right now the only thing which is crazy because that was a gimmick i fucking own the trademark on it and <laughs> so you wonder you shit. wonder how how could i mentally come to that kind of clarity in 2020 when i trademarked it in 2005 not knowing what the fuck i even was talking about right. or two, 2007 we trademarked but not even knowing what it would mean to me ultimately further down the line, but what was once a gimmick and I used to just say the words and just kind of like, I thought it was cute is now really something I like believe in all the time. Like I believe in just, so the it's now. a state of mind now. It's, it's, it's your, your like way of life right now basically is what you're trying to say. So much so because everything that expectations only lead to heartbreak or, um, so I don't set expectations for things. I don't expect things to happen. I don't expect, like I was supposed to go on a vacation tomorrow 
Ain't happening. That that was the other reason I was like, oh, he wants to come out and hang out. <laughs> fucking yeah. But a, a, a version of me would have been like real messed up that like I couldn't right. do that and heartbroken. But right. now it's like, yeah, we're going out of time. Right? And so I, I I get to like enjoy being in the present moment now a little bit more. So that and that's kind of the the earth being a construct and the flat earth thing and all that stuff is basically more about the fact that it's all a great deception. So to buy into those conspiracy theories, you have to come, you have to believe that you're, that there's something more that's going on than what we're being told in this world. Right. So I've been, you know, on all these different theories and I listen to these different shows and I spent hours down the, the fucking rabbit holes, man. And I like yeah. watch all this stuff and like, you know, I'm an ancient aliens guy. I, I, I watch that show. Yeah. It's, stuff's amazing, right? Yeah. I'm 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 a I'm a person on that uh, alternate dimension theory. Yeah, where, that, with the, where you can connect them with oh, black dude. holes. I'm, I'm oh, the, or with the portals yeah. and like, uh, did you see the Sonic movie? Yeah, fucking time jump portals in the movie, bro. They're just like making it yeah. totally okay with everyone. It's yep. fucking awesome. So, I was recently introduced to Q. Q Anon. Okay. Do you know what this is? Mm-mm. The only Q I know is from Star Trek: Next Generation. All right. So, I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> At least, yeah, that was, that's a pretty nerdy thing. Yeah, to say. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, see. <laughs> okay. Deep breath. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you, and what the listeners are about to hear, is going to be at first shocking to hear. Okay. At which point, you'll attack the accu- the sender, which is me, or the messenger. Okay. And, and then it's going to stir around in your brain. What I'm about to tell you is going to fuck the rest of your day up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to hear it, this now. Once it swirls around in your head, though, and it starts, you start seeing some things and you start doing some research on your own, you're going to find out that everything I'm saying to you is absolutely true and it's going on right now. So Q is called QAnon. There is a group. Q is a group of people. Q is not a person. Q is a group of people that have been posting cryptic messages online in reference to President Donald Trump uh, being the leader of Q and this covert operation going down to systematically reset the earth okay what's that's all right take your time get it again go ahead okay so i'm gonna read something to you yeah Uh, you got you got me hooked now i'm I'm interested because if i read it to you it's going to make more sense than if i uh try to explain it haphazardly okay because if i explain it um kind of like all over the place you'll be like eh, i don't really i see holes in that or whatever so i'm just gonna read this whole thing to you. sure Let's do it so q since 2016 has been posting clues okay. okay these clues have been now like translated and like people have been like posting proofs because donald trump will then like confirm these things sub subliminally okay on television or right. in his twitter page so things that you see like called feffy yeah, that yeah. we all make fun of him for are yeah. actually done on purpose Really? Because I just thought he was an idiot. Me too. <laughs> I, I thought he was the biggest fucking retard in the history of the planet. Right. And I don't use that word very much. But 
it's all strategic from what this thing is. Okay. So what I'm going to read to you is all of the things that have been happening and evolving all put together in one that are culminating right now. The person who's writing this is willing to take the heat if any of these guesses do not largely eventuate. So they're willing to put their name on it. Okay. Okay. His name is Dr. Russell McGregor. Let's start with the virus. SARS-CoV-2 is a PSYOP. Okay. And right there, I bet you people turn the radio off. <laughs> it is a real virus, but it causes little morbidity and mortality. Thus, it is benign overall and less of a concern worldwide than the influenza. The virus can be problematic, but only in those with serious comorbid disease, almost exclusively the elderly. Having said this, preventive measures should be undertaken until the president gives the all clear. Antivirals, such as Remdesivir, will be useful in ICU treatment. The virus was engineered by the deep state at the University of North Carolina, Fort Detrick, and AAHL Geelong. It, however, has been attenuated slash neutralized by the white hats those are the good guys mm. two of the four hiv inserts have had base pair additions to ameliorate the gain of function that's a deep paragraph right there that's mm. worthy of looking up all by yourself okay china iran and italy are all on the side of the president they have largely manufactured this crisis by controlling the release of psyop disinformation remember that italy was involved in spygate and they needed to make amends most, most of the deaths will have intercurrent influenza. Hence, conservative in, influenza prevention and treatment is important. China released the virus at the designated time. Okay? Listen to what I just said. Mm -hmm. The purpose was to create panic and as a cover for operations. Quarantines will be staggered throughout major cities of the world. For instance, Sydney is likely to start this Wednesday, the 18th of March, 2020 which they did, right. and this was written two days before that. This level of action will be entirely inappropriate for the actual risk posed. No shit. Mm. The mainstream media, is, mainstream media is hoping the virus is very deadly and will end the president politically. It is not, and it will not. They will ramp up the panic because they have no other choice. They are under the impression that the virus is in its original deep state form. During these quarantine periods worldwide, there will be silent, simultaneous arrests of evil, low-level deep state facilitators. These include the MS-13 in America, the mafioso in Italy, and Canberra Raider supporters in Australia. These nasty individuals will be put into quarantine camps run by the worldwide White Hat military. An example of the American locations are listed below. So there's Newark, New York, New York, mm. D.C., Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, Dallas, San Antonio... Fort Carson, Colorado, Omaha, Riverside, San Diego, Fairfield, California, and Seattle. All the spots getting hit. You said that, not me. Hey, I, I was a big <laughs> proponent of this being, you know, set out by somebody and not just. We will not to hear. We will not hear too much about these arrests, although some have already subtly been announced. So no dramatic arrests of these nasty individuals. Silence is strategically the best option. The worldwide city quarantines will continue from the staggered individual commencements until they all end on the 10th of April, which is Easter Friday. Right. Superimposed upon this will be a 10 days of darkness, which will begin on the 1st of April in the morning and end on the 10th of April, 2020. Immediately before the start of this darkness, the president will send out a tweet. My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. 
April Fool's Day will lessen the initial worries about darkness occurring. When darkness occurs, there will be peak COVID-19 panic and medical martial law worldwide. Indeed, quarantine and medical martial law will have been in place in most of the major cities for some time before 1st of April 2020. Many people will be self-isolating at home. Most will have already prepped for food, etc. In Australia, the unemployed pensioners will be given $750 on the 31st of March 2020. Other countries will have contingencies too. This means that few will starve. Some emergency shops will be open to provide supplies if needed, but generally most shops will be closed. You mean that $1,000 everybody's talking about giving every American right now? Mm-hmm. Both sides, mind you? The 10 days of darkness will involve no social media or internet. There will be electricity, but no TV or radio. No newspapers will print. The military of each country will close these down. The president will have the only available method of reaching the public worldwide throughout the 10 days of darkness, and that will be through the emergency broadcast system. Each military worldwide will transmit this to TVs and devices in their respective countries. The president will be either abroad or on Air Force One during the days of darkness for optics. Ostensibly, the excuse for the use of Air Force One will be safety and or infection risk. The emergency broadcast system will be transmitted from Air Force One. There will be effectively be a total news blackout except for the president. Professionally made documentaries will then be transmitted on the emergency broadcast system to TVs, devices, etc. worldwide. The content will lay out all of the horrors and crimes and details of everything that's listed in queue. It will, however, be family-friendly, and it will be indisputable. The president will describe how he was asked to run by the United States military to take down the deep state and that he is not a politician. He will verify the Q disinformation program. These documentaries will include taped confessions of famous deep state politicians and the elites. The structure of world control will be outlined. Evidence of crimes will be presented. Military tribunal outcomes will be known. The presentations will occur over, say, eight hours a day for the 10 days straight. Repeats will occur for the rest of the day so that the shift workers and emergency workers will not miss anything. The emergency broadcast system will be 24-7. Families will have nothing else to do but watch. The most heinous video proofs won't be for all. They can be seen by those wishing to do so on the Internet after the 10 days of darkness. There will be time, reflecting during each of the, time to reflect during each day of these 10 days. There will be mass shock and disgust and confusion. Our role will be to provide a sense of calm, validation, compassion, and reassurance. Many patriots previously too scared to talk will finally be able to do so. It is unlikely but possible that JFK Jr. and others will add to the veracity of this operation. When the 10 days of darkness finish on Easter Friday, there will be a mass outpouring of spirituality. On Easter Friday, the people will be told that the virus is now safe to venture outside and assemble. Churches, synagogues, and mosques will be filled. There will be much grief but also relief. A small percentage will be too progressively deranged and brainwashed to accept the truth. They will try to riot as usual. However, they will soon realize that the people are far more righteously angry, disciplined, and potentially violent. The deep state will lose control of the streets forever. The military will guard the TV stations and newspapers to avoid vandalism. After the blackout, the mainstream media will be completely exposed and will not attempt to counter the narrative. Those deep state actors who have not flipped and gone to Gitmo Gitmo will engage in a suicide weekend of the 11th to 12th of April. Recalcitrants will be left to fend for themselves in front of the informed masses. There may be an economic reset within the 10 days of darkness with an ending of the Federal Reserve and an institution of the gold standard. Um, and that ends that part of that paragraph. And there's a lot more to wow. it than there's a lot more to it than that. Right. Um, but that kind of outlines what's why what's going on is going on and where we're at. And that's broadly 
if you want to look into why those worldwide arrests are going on, which is something I highly suggest everyone do, and they should use Google. And I say that, and I would have never said that to you 48 hours ago. Right. However, last night, all of the filters of Google were removed, unbeknownst to everyone. Really? So if you search things on Google uh-huh. that you normally would have very shitty search results or none at all, or right. like if you're trying to search for conspiracy theories on Google, they all show up. And the Democratic symbol last night was changed from a donkey to a rat. Really? And if you look online, there's different people who work for Google who described what happened yesterday and how they don't even have the words for how it all went down. And it's pretty interesting. At the same time, they're reporting 280 arrests in Saudi Arabia for the corrupt government. They're reporting... um, raids at the Vatican and priests mysteriously dying of COVID. You'll notice that that what I'm, and and this part is very important is you'll notice that there are people who are coming out that are famous and celebrities that are saying they have the COVID-19 virus. Tom Hanks is why. Right. But nobody, you know, right. Nobody, nobody, nobody anybody knows just so you guys know. Nobody, anybody knows. And if you tell me that you do know somebody, I'd ask you if they took a real test. Mm. And if they did take a real test, a lot of times it was probably fucking, not a, it was broken, yeah. or they had the flu. Mm. A lot of people just have the flu. That's it's, and it's very it's possible, facts. like it said in that thing, that the virus is real, but it's just not that bad. Whatever. Um. So, it all filters around this thing called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome, another term I'm not familiar with. Go ahead. And it is the. It is a. Immortality serum is a, and I, I, I would, everyone that can hear my voice, you should Google adrenochrome. Uh, up until yesterday, you could not have Googled adrenochrome, but okay. now you can. But now you can. And it's a, uh, it has to do with the Pizzagate, with the Hillary Clinton um, molesting of children and oh, child sex yeah, trafficking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it has to, th- this whole thing has to do with that. And okay. that's who they're taking down worldwide is the pedophiles. Good. And that's why they're starting with the Vatican. People are asking, why is Italy being hit so hard by the virus? They're not. They're all being locked in their house because they're going in and they're arresting the Vatican. Uh, and if people were out in public watching this all going on. They'd be throwing a shit fit. Right. Because it hasn't been explained to anybody why right. anything's going on yet. There's reports yesterday that Oprah's house was raided and they destroyed her tunnels below her house in Florida. Oh, fuck. All things you guys can look at. For yourself, yeah, no, that, that's I'm actually, actually kind of known yeah, <laughs> in the conspiracy I'm, theory world. Anyway, I'm encouraged to just kind of like drop these things and like let you guys go Google them yourself and look for it because when you hear it come from other people, it's not as effective as when you find it for yourself. Right. But all these things are worth looking at and do it quickly because who knows? <laughs> or, the next 15 days are going to be very interesting. So yeah. back to the Adrenochrome thing. Yeah. There's a they they're basically when children are in their most afraid okay their body their pituitary gland releases a thing called adrenochrome and okay. it's a substance that's like an immune uh fountain of youth okay okay and it gives you like a you, you, there's pictures online where you can see clearly people who have taken it what it's done to them some celebrities look like they don't age right right um, right jennifer aniston you witch I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh it's basically all of these people that are into these satanic rituals of getting this blood from kids right and uh all of the people that you're seeing that are coming out with it 
have been infected with the COVID virus okay. because how they say they flipped this operation when they were going to release the virus, they put the COVID, somebody put the COVID-19 in the adrenochrome that all of the elites were taking. We know this because the adrenochrome is manufactured in a facility. It's manufactured in a facility in Wuhan, China. It's manufactured in a facility across the street from the World Health Organization. Gotcha. People that took this adrenochrome with the tainted COVID in it will have to take a blood test before a court of law. And that blood test will prove that they took the, adre- the adrenochrome with the COVID-19 because it only had a certain pr- property in it that's only in that adrenochrome. That's only in those samples. And all the people that you're seeing testing positive to it or they're self-quarantined have either already been arrested or that is their exit from public view. Wow. So uh, be sure to look up where Tom Hanks is next week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's there's pictures online. There's uh, military jets that that have flown from uh, Australia to America, and they had the codename Hanks. And they're saying he's transported. Really? Um, there's, there's, I mean, there's, now guys, the stuff I'm saying to you is all things that I've just heard Noticed and, and heard, looked right. at and all, all of that shit, which is, there's out, it's so much out there. If you go onto Twitter and you type in hashtag Q-A-N-O-N, <sighs> sorry to ruin your day, but it's going to be <laughs> fucked up. Shit. I can't, that's guess what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get my day ruined, I guess, because yeah. I'm the first thing I'm going to do is look that shit up and... Damn, <laughs> yeah. this is fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, and, and no, and by the way, I do not think you're crazy at all. Like, <laughs> at all, because I believe ninety nine point nine percent of everything you just said. Yeah, <laughs> it's the um, point one is that Trump isn't a retard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and that's that's what's crazy about that is because I've been so adamant. I'm like, bro, this guy's so stupid. What is <laughs> Like, I mean, because I even remember before he was president, he was an idiot. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if he's yeah. putting on a better act now then at that point or uh, if he suddenly became an Oscar worthy actor. There's, Cause, <laughs> there's so many things that like I you, you can like they this this Q thing breaks it all down to how far it goes back to it all being part of like a big plan. OK, basically a 20 year plan started in 1999 and it centers around the fake faking of the death of JFK Jr. OK. And the idea is that he's not dead, still alive. And he did they ever? I know they recovered the body, but no, did they, they ever? Yeah, and they were never showed the body anyway. So right. know that. So the idea is that JFK, his father, was trying to take down the deep state, and he was murdered for it. JFK Jr. has always vowed to avenge his father's death. Best way to do that was for them to think he was dead. Put together this twenty-year plan on how to take these really fucking evil people down. And systematically have done it this way. And if it all works out, I mean, here's how I'm going to be a believer. If they turn the internet off on April 1st, I'm all in. I'm in. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Then, I, then I'm like, all right. Because all these other things where you can find the proof of the arrests and like right. all the other things that are going on. And then the, the stock market crashing and it basically being like all kinds of signs that they stock, they crashed that shit on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Because the Federal Reserve is bullshit and they're going to go to a gold standard. And if you take the Federal Reserve out of it, all of those powerful people are very, 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 very not powerful. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it changes, it flips the script on the whole thing. Oh, shit. So it could be very crazy. You know what? It's a small part of me that kind of hopes it does. <laughs> I know, man. It's, it, and it's the more you look at it and the more you research and the more you, like, look at shit, it's like, wow, this is, like... Because this Q thing, man, they, like... If you look at a... Uh, 
I think it's called Fall Cabal. It's okay. a YouTube video, and it's a series of uh, just nine videos. Fall Cabal, F-A-L-L space C-A-B-A-L. Okay. And it explains this whole thing to you from beginning to end. All of the things that I said to you just now where you're like, well, what does that mean? Right. What do you mean? Watch these videos. There's nine videos. They're about 15 minutes each. Okay. So it's going to take you about two hours. And everything as how you think you know it, you won't know it anymore. And it's not theory, which is the fucked up thing, right. is that they're giving you this stuff and they're giving you the facts, like the the proof right. with it. And I know a lot of people in this country nowadays don't like to hear that word, facts, and they don't understand what that word is. Right. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> proof. Proof. Yeah, what's that? Oh, just no. Yeah. That's a dirty word in this country now. Yeah. So it's, you know, I don't know what's going on, but, like, it's also, like, super frustrating to, like, feel like you, like, I really feel like I think this this may be, like, really what's going down. And, like, nobody else really knows that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Other than people online. And then you're always taught that, like, if that's the case, you're the crazy one. That's the thing. I was always told that those conspiracy theory guys are crazy. They're fucking nut yeah. jobs. And then I start watching that conspiracy theory shit, yeah. and I'm like, I might be a fucking nut job because I believe this I shit. I know, man. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like, it started with me with the flat earth thing where, like, they tell you that we're, like, a spinning ball hurling and traveling through space. We're spinning in three different fucking directions, hurling through space, but the stars don't change. Right. That's true. They're generally in the I'll, same area. I'll let, I don't have to have any more of a conversation with anybody else at all because if we're spinning and hurling through space, the stars should be different all the time. They should be. All the time because we're spinning in three different directions. And the water never comes off of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and if you fly in an airplane, if the world is spinning, shouldn't you theoretically just be able to like lift up? The world would just spin under you. And then you just land back down? Yeah. <laughs> Some if, if it was what you the fuck they said it was. Flat Earth now, some bitch. Well, if it was what the fuck they said it would, that would make sense. You'd be like, no, you dickhead. That doesn't make sense. But it does fucking make sense. <laughs> That's true. But uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. God and damn the, it. Dude. Like the sun doesn't rise. The sun just goes away. The sun just kind of goes and then, yeah. It goes away. It, do, it, it, it doesn't go goes down. Away. It goes right. away. It, it, it and when you watch, like, videos where they just, like, keep the camera on it, you basically just see it dwindle down as it goes away. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> fucking A, man. So yeah. if all this other shit's going on with, like, the fucking, they're going to arrest these pedophiles, they're going to reset the economy, they're going to give the money back to the people, because we're hearing that they're going to do away with the IRS. They've already put a halt on payroll taxes, so all those income taxes are going back in your paycheck. Yep. They're going to send everybody money. All, like, I think if this is really going down, the money is returned to the people and we really do reset this government, reset this country. And, you know, the the idea behind this is that the average person, you and me and everybody else, we're actually good people. And on the inside, you you really do want the best. All you really want to do is you want to raise your family. You want to get married. You want to have a family. You want to do well. You want the best things in life and everybody to do good. Like most people want that. The American dream. Yeah. But these other people don't. Right. <laughs> and, yet, and there's there's just been times in my life professionally where I've gotten to a point where you encounter a person that's like that that has that that they're not one of the good guys right it's happened to me a lot and when you find lots of people that aren't the good guys it's not a good situation yeah it's definitely not a good situation no. I hear you that 100% yeah man um, 
<coughs> Excuse me. It's fucking coronavirus in my studio. Bringing yeah. it in. Yeah, <laughs> I coughed away from you. You did. Right. All right, I got you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, like, and what's crazy with this whole conspiracy theory thing is, is that you can't, I don't get to have conversations with anybody about it. Well, well now you can. Well, now I can. Yeah, now everyone's going to know, right? And Zane, too, is into this whole conspiracy theory alien stuff, too. So we we got to definitely get your ass back in here. Is, he's in, he's into the whole thing? Oh, yeah. he's a, he's same, Me and him are like kindred spirits when it comes to a lot of stuff. There's certain things that we, you know, butt heads on, but most of the time, it's if, if it's like we think that, you know, the, the, generally, the government is fucking us over, is you know, and, and we're like, yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> How great would it be to not have income taxes anymore? That'd be awesome. Okay, I'm as we're sitting here having a conversation. This right. is a tweet from Donald Trump 21 minutes ago. Oh shit! Let's see. okay. The world is at war with a hidden enemy. We will win. This motherfucker. He's. Mm. But then again, he's been saying shit like, all right, now you got me thinking. I'm really like fucking God. Yeah, because if it's all double entendres, right. what's real? Right. Like this could mean we're fighting a silent enemy of the fucking, but it could also mean. Yeah, the the the, the whole uh, fucking secret society, whole, whole shit, man. God damn. Yeah, that's. What I, th- what I think is, is crazy is that if Trump is the person that we have been led to believe that he is the egotistical brash right you know that that person to have these millions it is millions mm. of people online on this q thing right as his followers and it not be real it would only take one tweet from trump to be like don't follow that q shit it's all bullshit but it's never happened no never once and in fucking speeches he's like he's talking with his hands and then just fucking draws a q and does shit like that right. and you're like well if it wasn't all true, all he'd have to say was like, that's all bullshit. Yeah. But he doesn't. No. So. But then again, people were so used to him lying all the time that they wouldn't know what the fuck was true if he even did come out and say it. True. So so you think it's just not worth his time to try to explain it? I think he. Cause this I, th- I honestly think that he thinks the American people aren't. Um, I don't want to say. No, I'm going to come out and say it. I think he automatically thinks that the American people are not smart enough, nor do they honestly care really Here's, about what the fuck he or anybody fucking us over not just you know what i'm saying but he's mm-hmm. but like um like I, I honestly think that he he's does not give two shits about honestly what the american people are like um are, i know what you're saying yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean kind of like but I, if everything that i said though turns out to be true would everything that you just said he is be completely wrong it would it would honestly it would it would it would put a major big argument for that right anyway so it would it basically the the narrative that you have of this person is what's been told to you by the mainstream media yes and no Mm. okay uh now you're roughly my age right Mm. Uh, you're you know pushing 40 Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay now pushing it a little over it, right? Do <laughs> uh, you remember Donald Trump in the eighties? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the, the the that level of shit and what he how he was in New and, York, and that wasn't even for, like going be, back. It was can't actually be forgotten from New York. First person like seeing him do the shit, not like from video clips either, but like remember him doing like a lot of the shit. Yeah. In there, you know, in yeah. and now people are just like. 
well. Well, yeah. Well, that, and that's the hardest thing. And the few people that I've had this conversation with the last few days, it's been, uh, yeah, but what about the grab them by the pussy? You know, they're all kind of like. Well, they pick these sound bites, honestly. Like, and there's a bunch of different things that. But he, it, it, that that but that one thing basically characterizes the perception does. we all have of him that is right. womanizing. And basically, though, he was. <laughs> He just said, basically, as a celebrity, you can do it. They let you do it. He never physically said that. Well, actually, he did kind of say that I do it. Mm. I just walk up and grab him, you know, start kissing him, whatever. They let me do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. This argument's starting to. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Feminine. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like i don't uh-huh. i i guess the whole thing is just to, like have a social discourse because like the the thing is is that if if when i first kind of like was told all this right right last week really right. uh i was having a really hard time with like everything that was going on in the world like my feelings inside were like all fucked up about it because right. like i didn't like just fear Right. And fear is the worst emotion to have. Yes, it's, it the, is. it's the worst. And it's it, what it fear does to your body and your immune system and like all that shit. It's all real. Yeah. And I've always felt that uh, that evilness that exists out there. And, right. Um, you know, it goes it goes real far. And I think part of me, this is like me opening up quite a bit, but like a part of me gave up that there was ever going to be a good guy. That could stop that shit right. that's going on out there, right? Um, and like that, like the pedophilia is real bad. It's very bad. And like I had, like I was put in situations when I was a little kid that mm-hmm. happened to me that weren't fair, and like mm-hmm. people took advantage and like bad situations and shit like that happened to me. Mm-hmm. That I, it took me a long time to know that that was really one of the underlying issues for my substance abuse, and. Yeah, we had a couple uh, cousins we weren't allowed to hang around. You know <laughs> <laughs> I was I was an altar boy, and I was a Boy Scout. Yeah, and I was forced around the church. And <laughs> Boy Scouts, yeah, it's uh, whatever. So you know, I, I'd given up personally to think that there was somebody out there that could stop this because it's deep and right. it goes far. And there's times in my life where I saw more of it, and like. I'm not comfortable naming names yet or talking about it, but there was just like bad shit that I saw and stuff that happened and like uh, where I'd really given up that there would be any hope. And when I read through all this and like there's a, there's a video, which when we get off air, I'm going to show to you yeah. uh, just so you can watch it and be like kind of on the same page as me. It's only about 10 minutes and it's uh, um, if you want to watch it out there, guys, it's called the plan to save the world. Um, you can watch it too, but like it really kind of gave me hope and it connected a lot of the meditation messages I've been getting okay. or when I've been floating in things where I've been getting these incomplete messages about like the world coming to an end. And I think, and so that led me to searching for things. And I, I was very fixed on um, the planetary alignments and the solar system and how uh, all that shit was going to go down. And yeah. there's like a big, there's a big theory out there that on the winter solstice this year that, a lot of the, because the pl- it's called the shit. The, the uh, phrase just went out of my brain. The, the great conjecture. Okay. So it's the very first time that all the planets in our solar system will be lined up in a straight line. Very first time in our in not yeah. even our lifetime, right. but anybody who's walked on the face of the Earth's lifetime. Right. No, no human being has lived through that event that they say is happening. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. 
So it led me to look for these videos and those and these theories and things like that. And ultimately, I came to the conclusion that that stuff, that shit is put out there as a fear. Right. To, to get me to believe the world is going to an end. And it leads me back to figuring out the earth is a con- the world is a construct. Yeah. And it's going to be whatever I want it to be. And I was bringing those end of the world apocalypse theories and things. I was bringing, attracting them, bringing them to me. And to be shown that this, there was people out there who knew that that kind of evil existed and were actively attempting to thwart it. And then I was presented with evidence of how it's going down and how it's happening right, right. now. That like, fuck, if this goes down, like I feel like a whole different person. Yeah. Because it's like, then good can rise again. Good, you can feel that energy, that collective energy. Imagine... Imagine the power goes out, or the, the internet goes out on April first, right? We're all, we're all, we've all been home. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us have been given these videos, these podcasts, and things like that. So we already know a little bit of it. Then maybe imagine the, all those that documentary shit really goes down, right? Yeah. And then we're at Good Friday. They didn't just pick that day for right. this all to be coincidentally just fucking be going down, right. in my opinion. Right. But imagine that day when we can all like go out and we're all talking again and the internet comes back on and we're all like basically like <sighs> imagine that when it's all cleansed the spirituality the belief and accomplishments and the goals and the resetting of what this whole world could really and is would be and is that that kind of hope and that that thing right there that believing that that could happen is something that if you believe in power vibration and energy and consciousness right all of us believing in that good and the thwarting of that bad can only lead us to good, if you ask me. No, that's for, for all of us to believe that the end result of this is to get rid of that bad that exists, the the people who sold this country out and the sex trafficking and the children that have... Anybody who's ever had children, to think about what those crimes are and what they're doing, it's unfathomable. Unfathomable to me. And the the... the the smoking gun in all of it is that Anthony Weiner laptop. So you know Anthony Weiner. I do, that? yeah, yeah, but I'm not familiar with. So him, he yeah. is married to a woman named Huma. Okay. Who is a Muslim? Okay. She's Hillary Clinton's right hand person in that whole. Okay. Thing yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. So there, when Anthony Weiner got busted, he had they had his laptop, which had the Clinton emails in it. Right, right. There is a file on the laptop called Life Insurance. Okay. Inside there are all the pictures of the ceremonies of the torture and abuse of the children. And apparently there's a video that certain detectives in New York City have had the misfortune of seeing. And the report that I've read many times is that they no longer have the ability to sleep from what they saw. I'll tell you off air what what it was that they saw Mm. in this video, but what it was described to me is if that, if that comes out that that's what this whole thing is and that's, that gets told to the world. Right. Like, I mean, you can see my face right now. Yeah. Unexplainable to kids. You'll never be able to explain it to children, but what, what, the, the advice that I was told is if, because after those 10 days, apparently the video will be yeah. for anyone that wants to see it can see it. And the advice that was given was do not watch it. Right. Fucking A, man. It's like some snuff films or shit. Worse I, than that. Yeah. Worse than that. Worse than that. I, I'm totally against anything with kids. Period. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, 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 that's my draw line because of 
mainly because of my five children. Like I see and I think about them. Like if that, my kid was in that situation, I would so I wouldn't even know what to do. Honestly, I I, I could say that what I would do, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, because it's anybody who's ever had kids figures that any you you if you've had children, the notion to harm them or to ever see harm done to them is so far out of your right. comprehension that it's not a thought. In your, you will never want your children to go through any amount of pain in any way. You yeah. would do anything you could to take that pain away, no matter what it is. My son was like two years old, and he stuck scrambled eggs up his nose, and we had to go to the ER to get like suck out the eggs and shit, yeah. and they like stuck the tube up there too far, so he started bleeding, and like he's all confused. Not, I'm, like, I'm, I'm crying like a fucking baby. <laughs> right, because he doesn't because know Because he just got on. scrambled eggs in his nose. He's the shithead who puts scrambled eggs up his nose. My daughter put a beard in her ear. Say that lovingly when yeah, you listen right? to this 10 years later. Yeah, my, my, my youngest daughter put a bead in her ear, and it mm. got lodged oh. in there. So we had to take her to the ER, and they had to fish it out. With oh, a little dear. Hook. Yeah, oh, she was. <laughs> all, all three of my kids stuck stuff up their nose. We had scrambled eggs, edamame, and orange seeds. Oh, Jesus All Christ. three kids. Oh, in man. The oh. By the time we got to the third one, it's literally like you cover one nostril, you open their mouth, you blow into blow their into mouth it. as hard as you can, and it shoots out the nose, and you're like, all right, what's next? <laughs> we're good. The first time we took them to the ER with the scrambled eggs, you know, we're new parents. <laughs> The right. whole thing. We take them the fucking there. They they send us home. We realize the egg. It's not still in there. We go back. The whole like like seriously like the Truman Show. Right. The whole staff has changed. There's all different people in there, <laughs> and they fucking bill us again. Fifteen minutes later. What? Oh yeah, man. Holy <laughs> thousand, shit. A thousand dollars two times in a row. Holy. Fuck, God love our healthcare system. Yeah, only to find out he just had a cover and nostril and blown his mouth as hard as a kid. And then he did wow. it. He did it again. <laughs> He's you're gonna have a problem with that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's my smart one. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, that is. <laughs> oh my God! So, uh, mon frere. I love how you had a fucking format. What's on there? I do. Oh, no. This this right here was just that that C fucking coronavirus shit. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to mention that because if I put this up on YouTube, I can get demonetized. Um, Why? (laughs) You're not allowed to say coronavirus apparently on uh, YouTube without losing your monetization for that video. So uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I don't need to get monetized on this one. It's cool. Wow. You know, I want. I do want. I That's want, why they're calling it the Steve Carino virus. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to go back one quick thing. Yeah. Uh, to that first part of the story that I was talking about. I don't want. I don't want everyone to like tweet at me also or send me messages or anything about <laughs> with that whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, right. uh, I, I don't want to have a problem. I've I've let go of that energy yeah. a lot. Like yeah. I and it, when I'm when I was telling you the story, I fired up because I do get fired up about it. Like yeah. it really pisses me off. Those dudes I do. Did. You have every right to be but, pissed off at that point, though. But number one, maybe when I got to the show, maybe somebody smelled alcohol in my breath. Maybe that's why they acted that way towards me. Right. I don't know. And they could and me just saying that. Probably that's probably what they'll come back to me and say now or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't. It doesn't matter. But how it all went down. Ultimately, like the bottom line of it is hurt me. Right, hurt my feelings. <laughs> as a, just as a person, hurt right. my feelings. So, the anger and the frustration and all of those things that come out when I explain the situation, talk about it, and it's all just because my feelings were very hurt. Right. In hindsight, now and all, all the things I've gone through, and I needed that day to get sober. 
Right. I needed that to happen to me to get to the where I'm at. So, um, and I'm sure people listening to this are like, well, this fucking dude just spent like an hour talking about conspiracy theories. I think he needs to go to a fucking hospital. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, as much as I think I'm doing good, everybody out there is probably like, this guy's fucked up. <laughs> no, they listen uh, to our show. They're, it's normal compared to some of the people they have. But like, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I'm not angry at those guys anymore. I'm not upset about it. And I just don't want to have any problems with right. it. And I don't, I, I, I really just want to move past it. And I'm not interested in rehashing it. I'm not interested in hearing explanations for it i'm not interested in any of it i'm like way done with it i hear so, you, you um, get off your chest honestly i do and i feel so much I, I actually i can't even describe to you how it feels to just kind of have said it it's very cathartic, because isn't it? it is very cathartic because i've been living with it and there's a monkey on my back for a long time and it's been a great catalyst to get where i am and get in shape and lose the weight that i've lost and like get sober and be there for my kids and like all that stuff like that's all been a great catalyst great motivation to get right. there so um i don't want to i don't i don't want the wrong message to go out there too. right right it's um <laughs> I, I i think i'm a complex dude <laughs> i'm just like i i i love hard but i also like i get fiercely angry i'm a taurus mm-hmm. it's one of those you may 16th man. Like, brother yeah, may 12th dude. <laughs> see we are so i man, told fuck, you man. look <laughs> uh, it, it's like that's just how i am and uh, unless you know that about yourself and you you're, you can keep some of it in check, right? You know, you can go off the rails pretty fast there. But I've made I've made a lot of people I've made a lot of enemies over my career. People I don't even know. Right. I didn't even know that I made enemies because I was so oblivious to it or so wrapped up in my own ego or like right. all those things that like I have people that are mad at me that I don't even know they were mad at me or people that were clowning me behind my back that I didn't even know they were clowning me right. really or um, all that stuff. And I think it's really I, and I spoke about this a little bit when I talked about like that FCW tryout I did yeah, and stuff, yeah. but like damaging your self perception and what that can do to you. And like when your ego gets hit or like when your perception of yourself gets attacked right. or like any of those things where you, you, you're forced to question who you are and who you think you are and like all that stuff. I think it, it's something as a society, we should all be more capable of like working through and talking about because you know, it's easy to say the mental illness thing, right? but it's also like, that's it's a it's like real shit. And like when you deal with trauma, post traumatic stress from that trauma is real. Right. And if you don't deal with it appropriately, it leads to bad situations and bad decisions, and it can affect your overall psyche. And a lot of times, we're really uninformed in this country, and it's it leads to uh, taking medicine from doctors that aren't necessarily needed for you. And it's right. all also part of the operation that's going on right now. If what they say is happening is happening, the entire healthcare system is going to be completely changed. Right. We won't have these, uh, toxic vaccines and we're not going to, they're not going to force people to do these crazy, right. Uh, take these medicines and all the shit that you don't need. So, um, but like also they've attacked our food supply and the, the GMOs in our food and um, how your body can't process that pesticide that they put on this. Right. And like your body just starts to store it. Everything in your body is extra body fat and everything that I was taught. I have a degree in person in physical fitness and personal training. And everything that I was taught in those classes is like almost wrong. Really? 10 years later, like, man, like, like completely, I, I completely just... what they taught me about anatomy and physiology was what they tell you is fact was in fact, it's theory. Uh, and so much of what they tell you about what, what is presented in this world as fact is not fact at all. It's theory. Right. Like how far away is the sun from the earth? Honestly, I don't even know. Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> how big is the earth? What's the diameter? 
Nobody really Nobody knows fucking knows that. But they had to pick a number so that they could arbitrarily give you numbers right. to, to mathematically describe everything. And then when something doesn't work out, nobody knows how to fucking explain it. But, Because um, yeah, I never understood that. Do they measure the distance between the Earth and the sun from the ground when the rocket takes off? Or do they fucking measure it from the Earth's atmosphere? It's such a ridiculous conversation. It's like I never understood that either. <laughs> like I'm like, so, how do they so, know? Like nobody knows. And it, all things that are a lot of things that are presented as fact or theory. Here's another one that I'm sure everyone will think I'm fucking crazy for. But and I just had this legitimate and actual argument with a person the other day about this. But I don't believe that germs are what they say they are. Okay, explain. So we're led to believe that there's germs on everything. Our skin everywhere. Yeah. Skin tables computers. This can good germs and bad good germs, bad germs. There's germs on everything. Right. Okay. The amount of if that were true, people would be so sick all the time from the amount of things that we touch and and uh, the money we touch and everything spreads everything. Like just the the example would be like the other day people are like fucking hand sanitizing their hands and they're wearing masks and all this other shit. But they like I'm I'm like the fourth car on the ATM. Right. Right. And every person's touching the ATM with no gloves on, and nobody's cleaning the fucking ATM. Nope. So we're all fucking washing our hands and doing all this other crazy shit, blah, 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 but nobody's shit. fucking paying attention to that one. So we've all, we're, we're as clean as we can be in, until we haven't thought we should be that clean yet. Right. Or like, or we thought to clean it. Like, right. it's just, it's fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I went to the, I tried to get my fucking kids lollipops at the bank today, and they right. wouldn't give them to them. I'm like, can I, can I get three lollipops for the kids? Or like, oh, we can't give them out. What the fuck? They're in packaging. Plastic, like sealed, mind you. Like, so we're afraid you're going to give my kids the coronavirus from the fucking dum-dums? I'd be like, do any of you guys in there have the coronavirus? Huh? No? Good. Give me fucking lollipops. And 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 this lady says it to me, and I'm like, what? Like, I look at that, like, what? (laughs) And, like, they're immediately like, oh, fuck, this guy... This guy wants to like argue about it, which I don't. Right, but I but... also like want to know, like, do you buy this? <laughs> like, hello, fellow human. Right. You fucking believe this? Like, you think your dumb dumb pops are gonna give my kids a coronavirus? And if it does, then I'm gonna trace it back to the dumb dumb pops and fucking sue the bank? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about right Word. now? Word. But in the meantime, I've been wrestling dudes for fucking 15 years where they've been bleeding in my mouth. I go to the fucking gym and use the dumbbells where, like, one dude puts them down, the next dude picks them up. And, like, yeah, you wipe shit down, but you can't wipe everything down. So here's the deal. Germs don't fucking work like how they say they do. I don't think. Right. Because we can't see them. So it's easy for them to say that something exists that you don't see. Like God. I'm sorry. I had to put that well, out there. Well, because I'm a, I, that's I was the basis for the, all religion is believing right. in something you can't see. Now, I, I believe in God. Right. But however, I understand that argument. Right. I get what you're saying. Right. See, I my main thing is it is I was forced into it yeah. as a child because well, yeah. I was born and raised around a bunch of born again Christians. Yes. And that led they me to took revolting. that shit way too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like I, from day one, I always contradicted or thought you know mm-hmm. the opposite of what I was. Yeah, man. Dude, I had a conversation in my car yesterday with God. Right. Legit. And I said, I just want to... This is going to make me sound so fucking crazy. (laughs) I just said, I just want you to know, God, that I'm sorry for those times in my life where I thought you weren't real. Because I I couldn't see that that God was real. That I just... I didn't believe it. I thought it was all too far-fetched and all that other stuff. I just... But uh, ultimately... 
this whole thing is way too perfect for it not to be created. There has to be a creator. Uh, you, you see, I I'm kind of on that train of thought that it was a happy accident. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just can't imagine that there is a an intangible parent figure out there that tells you. Do I don't I think it's an intangible parent figure. I think it's an energy. I think it's light. Like, I mean, I I, I kind of like the idea of there being somebody watching over you. I, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I, I like that. You want to go into this, huh? You know what? Let's, let's do it. You want to do it? Let's do it. Cause I'm, I'm all about, and like I said, I I have my, uh, I'm not condemning anybody for their religion beliefs. Anything. It's not about religion. Right. Or, or their, their belief system, period. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, me though, it's, you know, all right. Now you've seen the movie dogma. Have you, Kevin Smith, Dogma, have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> yeah, see? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that everything in there was, you know, take it for gospel is what it is. But I believe where he was talking about um, uh, uh, where, where, where Bartleby and Loki in the beginning mm-hmm. were walking through the airport, okay? And, yeah. and Loki was talking to the nun. And he was explaining to her, you know, you know all this and, and, and telling her how, like, uh, the, the the religion Eastern and Western religions were all uh, basically you could be compared to uh, Alice in Wonderland was a you know a, the the Wallace and the Carpenter and all yeah. that was a condemnation of uh, Western religions and Eastern religions and and uh, basically he told her all this and it made her question what she was doing with her life as a you know as as a nun as a you know why am I putting so much stock in something that there's a no proof at all mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. at all. and um you know like why would i have to dedicate my life for one um to an idea right like a thought that's Mm -hmm. that that's really what i equate god as is is an idea a thought yeah um so i don't go off on a tangent here about kevin smith movies um (laughs) i could i could all day oh shit we have the whole separate podcast about that but uh um but like I, I see, I, I don't know. It's it's just I, I like the idea. Like it's better to have ideas than it is um, to have a faith because you can't change faith. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can change ideas. Yeah, yeah. I've I've sworn off actual like organized religion. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't okay. For me, I don't put myself into a religion. But I think that religions were put here to distance us from God. Okay, I don't. I don't think that they were here. I think they're under the guise that they're supposed to be bringing us closer to God, but I don't think that's the main purpose of religion. Okay, I think that in order for I think for me to have a relationship with God, that is my relationship on my inside with right, God. Right. The conversation that you have internally with right. God is your conversation and your connection to the Creator. Okay. And I believe that all of this was created for the evolution of consciousness. Okay. Because consciousness is something that's indescribable and is also unique to human beings. Right. It is something that is free-flowing and evolutionary, proven evolutionary. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's ever had children can attest to when your kids are born, they're born with the latest software. Yeah. You ever notice how your kids can use an iPad better than you? I've noticed my kids, when my kids were like babies, they could do more electronically than I ever could. Right. And, I, and I grew up in Red Hook, and IBM owned that town. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so so consciousness is, and the evolution and the progression of consciousness, I right. believe, is the reason that we are here okay. on Earth. 
Okay. And that, that's led, that's a lot of my journey has kind of brought me to that determination. And I believe that we are um, fractions of light where light is the source of us. Mm-hmm. We are light and from which we will return to light. And we are given this human experience to okay. physically um, be able to describe and explain uh, consciousness, really. Okay. It, not explain it, excuse me. Uh, uh, evolve it. Okay, so, so you so, believe your, your body is just a vessel for your consciousness. Yes, and I also, like, I don't, I, I don't believe in, like, necessarily reincarnation. I think that you're, you're conscious, like, you're, you're, you're split into two different parts. Right. Your personality mm-hmm. and your spirit consciousness. Okay. I think when your time here is done, the personality part of you is done away with. Right. And what you learned here are all the good things, the consciousness and the evolution and the love, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, is goes to join the greater consciousness and progress and move us forward. And then each next generation that's born right. is given the the collective consciousness. What we've gained yeah. knowledge wise is inputted into every new soul. And every day as we move forward is new consciousness, like the newest software being downloaded on this earth. Right. And it's receptive software inside kids where they're able to telepathically talk differently mm-hmm. and like have the communication skill where they're going to be equipped for a world coming up that we know nothing about, but the world, that, right. but the universe does. Right. Um, it's a fascinating, fun thing to kind of look through and kind of um, examine. And it, the, that, that idea was introduced to me through a, um, it's like a long story of how you got there. But have you seen the Bob Lazar documentaries? Yes. On, uh, so Bob Lazar talks about this guy, Billy Meyer, Bill Meyer, okay. who has documented documented video footage and journaling of all of the times he's been visited by aliens okay and they have a running dialogue and conversation and all of this stuff through billy meyer and basically the aliens explained to him what consciousness was why we were here and what the progression of it was and he put it in a form for us to for people to consume right here's how i work when you explain something to me and i think about it and it makes much more sense than the story i was told before okay I have a tendency to kind of like, oh, there's something to that. Right. Okay. <clears throat> to For me to think that we're just here haphazardly with no point goes against all of the feelings I have inside my body. Right. I have like passion for things and motivation for things and creativity and all of these things that are here that we're, you're not here for nothing. Mm. All of this is fucking, there's a reason all of this goes on. You right. gotta, it's to create, it's to, to experience, it's to love, it's all of those things. And I think it, it's to tie it all together. It's also the reason that all of what's going on right now with getting rid of all the bad guys is because it's all holding back the evolution of our consciousness. Right. The amount of technology that's being held back from us, the amount of wealth, the prosperity, and the imagine how much con- how much creativity and good we could do in the world if we weren't held back by the, the debt that we're all in or the, the student, or all of that shit. that they created in that social construct for us to live in and be slaves if that's all gone imagine how much more forward consciousness can go how 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 much faster we could progress as a human race when we're not held back by that so the idea of consciousness being the overall goal of what this whole process is kind of makes sense to me on a lot of levels with a lot of the things that are going on because it 
it really with if all of these things happen the way that this Q thing says it's going to go on and like all this other shit, then that's really a big giant way forward for us. Where if you look at the calendars of the ages of the universe on the winter solstice of this year, that is when we begin the age of Aquarius. Yes. It's not just a catchy song. It is not because we are, in fact, on the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> and in in astrology, the, uh, the age of Aquarius and where we are at on that timeline is a revolution mm. in okay. every sense of the word. So when I say I was getting feelings of the end of the world, right. I think I was getting an end of this, this world, like this the, shitty world right. and the birth of something brand new. And that allows me to have hope. That allows me to sleep at night. <laughs> it allows me to like look in my kids' eyes and like realize that there's good. Some some somebody's looking out for us right. out there, and you know, it, and it's all that faith I have that this is something that could be going on and something that's really happening. And throughout my life, I've always jumped on things that make sense to me and have participated. I. I've gotten a lot of flack from people. I was big into essential oils for a very long time. I still use them. I still use them. Part of, I was part of that business model. My wife still has a business with essential oils and things like that. I like but how I, they smell. I love how they smell, <laughs> and then I love the science behind it. Right. I dove real deep into vibration and okay. um, healing cells and things like that. And uh, you know, I I jumped into that world and like the the. All the good things that you could do. I worked at the farmer's market for years and learned nice. about the organic stuff and all the good things you can put into your body. And it just, I think it all, it's all set up for us to be living in this positive, healthy world where right now, if you look at the narrative that's told to us, it's not good. Yeah. It's all very bleak and, and demonic almost. Yeah. Like. Well, I always knew something was bad and up with this world when, you know, I found out that a plant was illegal. So I'm, <laughs> right? yeah. I'm like, how can they, t it grows now and they're telling me I can't do anything with it at all. Yeah. I can't do nothing. <laughs> nothing. I don't like this. This ain't. <laughs> yeah. I it's a restriction on your consciousness. Because yeah. you, you crave it because it allows you to think in a way that, it, whether it calms you and allows you to have the ability just to drift off and think, which right. is a healthy thing to do, it is. or um, to focus, or maybe it helps you less pain or something like that. But something like that to have it be held from the masses for such stupid reasons when it was really all about the cotton fields. It's yeah, so shitty. It is. It is definitely shitty. So shitty. It so shitty. <laughs> but it's just like it's, it doesn't surprise me anymore because if it's all part of this whole big game, which when you watch that one video, I told you the yeah. fall cabal. Yep. It explains to you from the Rockefellers, all the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, all the way through about the money system and how it was all fucked and like how it all came into place and like the United States government is really a corporation and then in God we trust is actually a trust. It's yeah. not. It's not in God we trust, like we're trusting in God to take care of us. It's in God we is the name of the business, and yep. then it's a trust, right. which allows them to tax be tax-free. It allows them to... And our Social Security numbers are bought and sold. Right, and, and, but it, and it also tells you that if you started your own your own trust, that you could have your own everything. Right. I can create my own fucking economy if I really wanted to, but that's that's info that nobody would want no. you to fucking know at all. No. If, you no. had your, if you start your own trust right now, like the paperwork to go through a 501... 503C, 5013C, or is that what it is? Oh, yeah, 503 Whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever to be a, yeah, yeah. is like monumental amount of paperwork, but to open a trust is like literally one piece of paper that gets notarized down there, and then all of a sudden you're exempt from all of the other shit that the United States government could put you through, and all my assets can't be taken, and all of my 
income and all of those shit. Like, why the fuck aren't we all doing that? Yeah, word. Shit. <laughs> like, why are we doing that or starting churches? You know, I mean, geez, everybody should have one. Start your own. It doesn't cost anything to start your own trust. Exactly. You can do that. But it's all information that's out there. You just got to smarten yourself up and learn about that shit. It's really, you got to be more, you got to be frustrated enough to want to. And there lies it. the issue in this country. <laughs> a lot of times. Half the time. But I bet you there's a lot of people care. like me, man, who fucking have so. been shit on so bad by the evil that you gave up hope. And you're like, fuck, man, there's nobody that's going to save us from this. This is fucked up. Like, this, The bad always wins. The corruption always wins. The There's always somebody that's in bed with somebody else. And it's always yeah. about the money. And it's always about some shit. And it's like, fuck, it's always just the struggle. And I know that's like, well, that's the world we live in. It doesn't yeah, it fucking no. have to. It's like a really shitty Hollywood movie without an ending. You know totally, what I mean? Like, it just... fucking sucks. Like, no, that's not <laughs> the way. It, and we collectively could change that. Yeah. We can, even if this, this whole other thing wasn't going on, Collectively, we could. I mean, we're all at home right now. Yeah, we're all not. The, all the other distractions are gone. Now, whether you guys fucking want to admit it or not, this is a sobering reality that we don't need sports. Nope. We don't need anything to be happy and live in this life. You don't need all of those other things to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling life. And you're all going to be at home, experiencing what it's like to live with your family again, sharing meals together, talking and sharing information and getting to know each other again. You can't tell me that this isn't part of a plan. I, I, I'm, the more you talk about it, the more I'm starting to agree with we're you. Because we're all on the, we're all going to get back on the same page. We're all going to be in the same. We're all on this. We're all going to get the same info at the same time. It's all going to be explained to us, and then we're all going to fucking like, if it goes down the way they say it's going to go down. And otherwise, it, let's look at the alternative. Okay, let's say we're all be they're all, they're taking away all of the fucking fun shit, right. and they're telling us all to live in a house because we should be afraid of a virus we that nobody has. Everybody's okay with that. Oh. The fucking it, that that's it. That sucks. That doesn't make any sense because because we didn't even get a choice right. to whether we want to live in fear or live in whatever. We could all we should all have the choice. Like, hey guys, this virus is out there. What do you guys want to do? Most people would rather <laughs> live in fear nowadays. Honestly, that's fucked it, up. It is, and I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> that's the last thing I want is live in fear I mean, of anything or anybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean this thing with the fucking people going out and buying absurd amounts of toilet paper and everything else mm. why well they it's been explained that it was it, it, pasta though i went to walmart and they, pasta is fucking gone what, what here's <laughs> what the deal wiping they, their ass with fucking spaghetti what are they doing what they did is they told you that the toilet paper was out, going out of stock before it really was oh yeah no no so they, they held back the stock of the toilet paper so right. they went in the stores the shelves were, were down so then they told you there was a shortage on toilet paper. So then, then the everybody next... started going. Right. And then they started putting other things in their cart. Mm -hmm. If you told everybody there was a food shortage, the grocery stores would be empty. There would be no food. Right. There'd be plenty of toilet paper, though. <laughs> However, yeah, right. if we tell them that there's a toilet paper shortage, they'll get the toilet paper. Then they'll stock up on some other shit without even knowing that they're preparing themselves for it. That's true. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Actually. Makes a lot of fucking sense. Much more sense, sense than why the fuck did we all go buy toilet paper? That's true. That is because, because we're all asking ourselves that, but nobody wants to think like look into it. Really, why did we all do that? I remember specifically walking into the grocery store and there was no toilet paper. It was before right. any of this conversation even went down. Yeah, and I thought to myself, "That's fucking weird. Where's the toilet paper?" Yeah. and I like chuckled and even said to my kids, "Like, huh? Must be a run on toilet paper." And then, like a week later, it start all of this other stuff started yeah, up with the the shortage on toilet. Go buy toilet paper. It was I think it, it's all far too convenient to me for it not to be part of some place. So, you, so you think Charmin has a 
fucking thing, something to do with this. Charmin's good toilet paper. <laughs> it's very good toilet paper. Good toilet paper. I trust the bear. <laughs> That's right. That's good. <laughs> they didn't even respond to my tweet. Jesus. No. <laughs> that must mean they're part of the fucking ring. I told you. The they're, ring. They're, they're going they're part down of the too. the ring, man. It's Charmin. They're yeah. running the whole thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Man. All right. You know what? How long are we in? What, how many hours? Oh, God. This is right. Let's see what time is it now. It's uh, 4.30. We've been here for two hours. Roughly. A two hour. So we just did like a Joe Rogan show. Yeah, exactly. Can't <laughs> say that either. Probably get flagged for monetization. That's true. All right. I'll beep his name out. That too, sucks. Man. You got so much editing to do when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Man. It does. Yeah, it's all right. It gives me something to do. Honestly. But think about how much quality content we got here. That's very true. Like, I mean, you is... probably you probably should have to break it up. Yeah, I might put it an hour one day and an hour and, you know, next. But uh, I think it's definitely going to get um, uh, it's going up tonight either way. So yeah, just, yeah, just, it'll be up tonight. That would be interesting. I wonder, uh, uh, but the <laughs> the way this shit's going down, the what I'm reading, I mean, and I I I hope you do it too. We do the hashtag QAnon. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Like, yeah, look on click on latest for every time uh, to get like the latest updates and shit. Because there hasn't been a time where I didn't done this and right. I haven't been like, oh shit, that's going down right now. Yeah, like I'll do it right now. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get this update here. <laughs> well, it's just Q. Basically, yeah. they sent out the thing replying to Donald Trump's tweet and says, okay. "This is the official confirmation we've all been searching for, Patriots. The world is about to enter the five stages of grief: shock, bargaining, depression, anger, and acceptance. It's up to us, the weak folk, to help get them there." That's in direct That's reply to Donald Trump's "The world is at war with a hidden enemy, and we will win." Yeah, it gives me goosebumps, dude. And I don't even like how. Yeah, I don't know, man. No, I don't know. <laughs> just like, that's what I'm saying. When you look at that, when you go through and you do that update, you're gonna just like start reading some shit, and you're just like, "Fuck, man!" Like, I pro- I don't. You probably won't sleep tonight. I, <laughs> I didn't sleep the other day because I just was like, one thing after the other. I was like, "Give me more, give me more, give me more," because it was, you know how like when you watch a bunch of shit and you're like, "All right, I've had enough. You've you fed me enough bullshit." Yeah. Like, all right, like I can only watch so many healthy documentaries. <laughs> I can only watch so many like right. this will kill you or whatever. But like every time I was doing something with this phenomenon everything was like it was proving true i can't stress that enough that i kept trying to find a reason that it was bullshit and i can't and you can't that's there's something to it then yeah. at that point you know yeah no. Fuck. i'll stop right. talking i know you're no no talking. let's let's up. get this um so yeah um thank you for coming out and thank you for this. having me this is great i appreciate um, you turning the heat on hey definitely no and problem. washing your hands that hey nice always 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 washing showers yeah there's yeah, a nice shower we're, we're picking up your we're picking up your hygiene tips here at the end of each uh i, I next time i come in we'll have to do it all together because um, there's four mics here there is there's four mics uh, and we actually have a whole case full more so yeah, and we have plenty to talk and have about. a bigger microphone or mixing board so we can hook up as many mics as we need mm-hmm. um so yeah let's uh this is going to go up tonight uh thursday uh what is today the 17th Yep, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, man. Uh, and uh, my friend, thank you again. Three seven. <laughs> Show me later with three seven. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got to definitely get you out of here again. Um, now that we know that you live within an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll definitely come out for more. It's, um, this was good. Any any time, honestly, you feel like you want to come out. We're here. Right. Thank you so you're, much. You're invited for, every Friday. I have no idea why you originally started reaching out to me, but I appreciate it. Well, honestly, and... let me let me tell you this while I got you here, actually. Yeah. All right. Now, <laughs> my first experience with you was when you had that beef with Tigman. Beef. Oh, yeah. Tigman, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good one. That was, that was a good one. Great, right? That yeah. was I was like, this dude is is the best. This is, this is so <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. cause like 
how was it working with my boy Tig anyway? By the way, Tig's the best. He's one of my best friends. He's a great dude. He's a really good guy. He's a great dude. Him and Mike, Mikey got me working for PDH back in the day when I ran out of college. So yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He he took it like a champ. Yeah, first of all, when I fucking because I nailed him. Yeah, I seen that shit. I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't tell him I was gonna punch him. Right. He had no idea I was gonna punch him. Oh, so it was all just fucking you and oh. If you want to, you can look up uh, wrestler sucker punches DJ. Because I I did that's that that, he's the one who sent me the link. Honestly, (laughs) it went went E bombs world and went viral. Had a million views. Oh shit. Yeah. it's pretty man, awesome. Man, that is great. Uh, and then he's been loyal to us, you know, our, our whole career. Like, uh, with stuff we do with House of Hardcore and everything, he's always been, like, in our corner. And he, every chance he, he could to get us onto something, he did. And right. um, it, he's a good dude. He's, That's he's like, where you can just kind of come down to. So, you know, I take if you're listening, I love you. And I wish you nothing but the best. Hope to see yeah. you soon. So, legit. That whole spiel with you and Tig was yeah. what got me to be thinking. I'm like, I really want to work with this dude at some point that's one day. Awesome. And we got the chance to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I need somebody that has the ins and outs of wrestling mm. to, to talk about it, at least. So we can hear some stories. We can hear yeah, everything. I mean, fuck, you get the good version of me now? And like, then- <laughs> uh, the sober good version? Because the, the part of me, like, before I was very bitter. Right. So you would have got the bitter, angry version of me. Sometimes but now, it's cool, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets old. Yeah, man. Man. it gets old living like that too. So yeah. like now you get the good version of me, and I get to look back at a lot of like the shit that I learned in wrestling. Get right. to like share some of that, like and make some of the stories make sense, and also like not make it so serious where everybody shits on it all the time. Right. You know, to have as much wrestling that's going on right now. We didn't even really talk about wrestling. But no, fuck, we didn't. Right? We had so much of it that's going on right now, and have it available to us is a, yeah. is a great chance. And right now, the wrestling community is struggling because WrestleMania got canceled. Down there and all the events that were going to happen. Do you think they're going to actually put it on at the PC like they're saying? I don't know. My the initial my initial reaction when they when I heard this last night was right. that the president's going to address everybody, right? And they just right. want the they just want the attention there. That's a good idea because Linda McMahon's in Trump's cabinet. If Vince was the last one to cancel any big event, so there must be a reason he was the last one to cancel. Well, and then they want everybody to watch the network. Right. The thing is, Florida was going to cancel it for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a super deep conspiracy theory. Yeah. If that's the case there, but like, I can't imagine fucking Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre in an empty building. Like, who right? the fuck? I don't want to see that. No, I mean, I mean, granted, okay. the match will probably go about three minutes, but still. I, I mean, I want to, I want to see it with people's like the best part of like the Royal Rumble was it's when he crap. fucking kicked him over the top rope. The place went erupted, or when nuts. Edge came out and the place went nuts. Like, I didn't. Yes, it's great to see the visual of Edge come out, but if he had returned to an empty building, would have done just the same like, fucking thing? Yeah. No. Yeah, like, so, like, how they announced it yesterday, there's way more than meets the eye to that because you don't just do WrestleMania in front of no people. Right. There's something else to that. Don't know what that is yet. That's me speculating, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Honestly, that, that, that makes a whole lot of sense there with the Donald Trump announcement thing. I originally thought it was for insurance reasons. Like, he's going to keep doing it until... The insurance companies tell them, "Okay, well, we're gonna yeah, get your was, money back." I had heard that theory, was right? Going, like, yeah, and that's yeah. a good theory. Like, honestly, yeah. it's a very good theory. Solid, if because Vince is all about the money. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he would be the last one. He that would canceled. be the last but one. I also think he would be the first one, or not the first one, but I also think he would have some info on what's going on. And uh, it's interesting that in a lot of the things that I've read about the professional athletes who are going to be dealing with this issue, that at no point. Has a professional wrestler been named at all? Right. In anything that I've read about this kind of society. So I find that interesting. Yeah, and they're all over wrestlers. 
wrestlers are all over touching people doing things everywhere yeah, travel everywhere it is interesting it's very interesting we're gonna leave it at that okay. we're gonna get you out here at some point soon <laughs> we're gonna pick up this conversation because i want to hear some of your fucking wrestling stories yeah, yeah. i i definitely i want to hear your opinion on Vinny mac and we're gonna get that <laughs> next time okay, so we got it. mr uh, delicious thank you so much thank you for having me brother all right brother man we're out